Hey everybody, this is Richie from the Metal Cell Podcast. First of all, I want to give a shout out to our main sponsors, Royce and Sons, the award-winning brewery in Cork. Uh, be sure to drop in and check out their uh, fantastic array of IPAs and beers if you are ever in the vicinity. I am delighted to welcome War of Attrition to the show. I've got Ocean and Nate. Uh, thanks for joining us, lads. No thanks very much for having, us. for having us. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this one for a while, lads. But I think we should start. It was the time he hit the siege and fucking slayed all in front of you, man. And that oh. was such, <laughs> such a great buzz watching you for the first time. That was in 2022, actually a year ago. Imagine that. And we have a new siege on the horizon. But that day itself, you had a packed audience. You were upstairs. Wasn't yeah. It? yeah. Yeah, we we were upstairs. It, it was it, it, that that was so fucking funny though, because like we started, I think it was like fifteen minutes early. So the band that were on before us had to stop for whatever reason. They were like, set. They didn't have the full set. Like, okay, yeah. and uh, like we were we were there setting up, and then we lo- I looked up, I was like, oh shit, there's people up here already, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're like, right, well, we we may as well get going. Turn around, and then it was just whoosh all the way to the back. We're yeah. like. Oh, it literally was. Yeah. Yeah. There was like ex- 20 people there at the start. Uh, we got a minute into our first song, uh, locked up, and the place was packed. <laughs> Probably yeah. best gig today, to be honest. I think it was amazing because, I mean, you had plenty of neutrals up there like me that would have heard of you and were up there just nosing and seeing what the... I suppose you could say there was a bit of hype about you, lads, which is nice to know. Yeah. I left there going, that was fucking brilliant. That was great fun. The lads killed it. And, you know, again, you had a huge crowd that were so enthusiastic. And a lot of the lads seemed to have known your stuff. There was a lot of locals there as well, which yeah. which, which is always great, isn't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. actually, the local scene in Limerick is fantastic. It is. Like, yeah. it's, everybody goes to everyone's gigs and it's just, it's great. It's brilliant. Yeah, like you won't get it. Well, I haven't seen it anywhere else myself, to be honest. Yeah, to be honest, it's not just a metal scene. It's a live music scene because the same thing you'll see at every metal gig, you'll see at every drum and bass rave at every hip hop gig. Like, you know, it's a dedicated music scene as opposed to strictly just metal scene. Yeah. Even at the trad sessions, you'll get a lot of the yeah. metalheads. You get you'll get the ravers and all that kind of shit as well. It's brilliant. Is that true? Yeah, the trad yeah. sessions. Like uh, I, I go to um, a thing called it's called the Tinton. It's on every Tuesday night in uh, the commercial, and it's it's just okay. trad stuff. I I love it. It's mm. brilliant. Yeah, this fucking trad thing is following me around like a, a bad <laughs> smell now at this stage. Like Jesus, like but look, <laughs> I appreciate great musicians no matter what. Like but just. I don't know. It just doesn't do anything for me in relation to the guys that are up their own holes. You know that kind of way. You, oh, you, yeah. you, you, yeah. you know, <laughs> uh, there. And I, I think I've just been more or less exposed to them more than anything else. Oh, in relation- every scene has its gatekeepers. Yeah, 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 yeah. In relation to the pubs and stuff that I would drink in, um, if I'm down in Kerry or Galway, they wouldn't be the obvious tourist traps. So mm. those trad musicians that are playing in the pubs that I'm going to are just they wouldn't be playing the normal shit and it's just I just go oh for fuck's sake leave me leave me be leave me be but look as I said it's our own traditional music so I'm not going to shit in it but I I have a threshold (laughs) and then I fucking walk away that's fair that's fair I get that too yeah I can't blame you 
yeah, but we're we're on about Limerick in general. The scene up there at the moment, um, it's pretty impressive, isn't it? Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah. Like it's booming down here. Yeah, and you're another one of the bands now that that have come out of that scene. Maybe just talk about how ye formed and was there oh. um, <laughs> a, a few <laughs> friendships involved first of all, and then someone came up with the idea of a band or? I sure. Well, um, uh, yeah, uh, like myself and Ocean have been friends for what 23, 24 years now. Yeah, something like that. Jesus, like, that's we great, were, lads! Wow. Yeah, we we grew up in the same village. Ocean moved away, and then uh, we bumped into each other again when we were like fifteen, I think, and we it cl- we just clicked again. Okay. And independently of each other, we we're both mad into our metal, which was you know obviously we were like both of us are uh, from around Offaly. Okay. So like four of the five are from Offaly. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. We, we say we're a Limerick band. We're actually a Tullamore band. <laughs> okay, Tullamore. Tullamore yeah. is good. Yeah, Tullamore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You've been accepted into Limerick as a Limerick band. Oh, yeah. Oh, like yeah. with open arms. There's no dispute in that. But go on anyway. So all four of you were from Offaly initially? Well, no. four out of the five of us. So there's yeah. uh, everybody apart from our drummer shapes. Um, but all of us would have known each other kind of in our own ways. Myself and Nathan had played music together in so many tried and failed projects for okay. the guts of a decade. Um, <laughs> we've jammed with Keith, our bassist, Dermid, our guitarist in the past. And I think what sealed War of Attrition forming was the bus on the way to Slipknot in 2020. Myself and Nathan were drinking with shapes who I would have known from college and gigs around Limerick. Okay. He mentioned he was a drummer and we were like, we need a drummer. <laughs> Are you in a band? You're not in a band. Come jam with us next week. That's <laughs> a long yeah. story short anyways. And mm. that was January, 2020. Straight Jesus, into lockdown. That's, not, that's not too, too long ago at all then lads. No, not yeah, really. no, it was, uh, it's, it's been a weird, weird, uh, going with the band. Like, cause, you know, we we kicked off literally two months before the, the entire country fucking locked down. And yeah. like uh, myself and Ocean ended up moving back to Offaly for like what a year. Of a year, yeah. Said so just fucking with everything locking down, like lost my job. Ocean, you know, every yeah, you know, everything just went yeah. to shit. Everyone, yeah. like everyone, fucking knows that everyone had yeah. something. Mm-hmm. But uh, we worked on a like a mo- the vast majority of our material through uh, Discord and online, and just sending yeah. each other demos and recordings, and just keeping going and going and going, like pretty much every day myself and Ocean were on the computer with each other getting and pished <laughs> and drinking uh, and uh, just writing music. Mm. That's class. Uh, and sometimes through adversary stuff will come out of it. And Yeah, I mean, it gave us a lot of material anyways, just frustrations well, I mean, at the world and society, which is yeah. a lot of what the music kind of focuses on. A lot yeah. of time to write it and well, just you know, it couldn't have been done 20 or 30 years ago uh, True. how we did it. You know, we'd be, Nathan would have his doll, his recording software open. I'd be using TeamViewer to control his computer, record him, edit as his recording. And then once we'd have something going, it would go on to the lads who would then practice it in their bedrooms. Uh, whenever lockdowns kind of laid up a bit, we'd hop down to Limerick, uh, to just jam with lads and... By the time myself and Nathan had moved back down to Limerick, which incidentally was 
in the same month as each other. <laughs> we had an entire EP ready to go and a couple of songs from the album ready to work on as well. So yeah. That being said, though, how vital <laughs> was it though to get that rehearsal space? Very, um, yeah, very, very, very. Like it, you know, there, there's one thing practicing by yourself in yeah, a room recording, exactly. but like the, nothing beats being in the room with the lads because then you'd be like, oh, wait, hang on, do this a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's just you have to be around people. Like, it's not impossible, but it's way harder to do things online. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I mean, we'll say the faults of some songs would obviously come straight up when you're rehearsing. And yeah. just maybe talk to me about your songwriting process. Did yourself and Nate Ocean, as you said, you were good pals and were you just throwing ideas out at each other? What was the team of, of the style of music you wanted to go down as well? Well, I suppose we had a lot of similar influences and a lot of similar ideas about the world. So we wanted, at least for the first while of War of Attrition, to avoid the overly personal, like talking about yourself or your feelings and keep with the more societal observations. And we were kind of talking about how, you know, the four horsemen of the modern day social apocalypse are religion, um, industrialism, politics, and media. We were like, Horsemen of the Social Apocalypse. That's really cool. So the idea of the Social Apocalypse became a theme. And even for albums going forward, we've got themes in mind for albums. So not that we want to write strict concept albums, but Mm. have a congruency of album feel in your topics. So Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure, like uh, the first song we wrote uh, properly is Victims of Avarice. Mm. And like the the evolution, even in the style that we write in, and like even the way like I do my vocals and like the guitar and everything has changed so much yeah. <laughs> since its initial uh, conception. Like, uh, like the, well, it was the other day the two of us were listening back um, through our Google Drive, and we we're like, oh my god, that's how <laughs> we used to do that. It's like, oh shit. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up that song in particular, Nate, uh, Victims of Avarice. I mean, there there is a spoken word section in that and the great solo, I presume by you, Ocean, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so stuff like that for a band that's just only just out, what, three, two to three years and having the, the knowledge to break up a song by putting in a spoken word section in that, that's a great example of ye kind of progressing already as a band. But did that spoken section come out of a rehearsal, a jam, or was it again uh, in the cold light of day, the two of you just walking through <laughs> Zoom? Um, it's kind of funny with that because uh, we're like, you know, what, what, how, like everyone does, uh, like every band has their kind of their niche and everything, you know, that you can relate to them. Like, the, I mean, like the big, massive bands, like look at Rage Against the Machine they have a very unique style. You can immediately pick up on who they yeah. are. Yeah. And uh, for the spoken word part, initially I was like, right, what what, what way do we want to do this? And I was like, ah, I'm going to get a megaphone. <laughs> and uh, I was like, that that might sound cool. So then uh, I 
bought the megaphone and sent Ocean a very shit recording of trying to record yeah, me doing tip, the spoken guys, word. Don't put the megaphone straight up to the microphone. Yeah, it's a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it kind of came from there. And then uh, during the recording process, we went, okay, yeah, we're going to have to use an effect here. Mm. But, yeah. And like I try to incorporate the megaphone into our live act. But again, it's really hard to get it the distance right to not cause feedback and shit yeah. like that. But um, yeah, I guess that concept of spoken word bits, we, we've used that now in two or three of our songs. Um, our most recent song, The Weeper, which will be coming up on the album, um, it starts off with a spoken word uh, piece kind to kind of, uh, well, a melodic spoken word piece um, versus singing or growling. And we, we've integrated that idea a couple of times in almost helps with the narrative of our songs. Like it all does. of our songs are very much, well, not all of them, but most of our songs tell a story as opposed to portray an idea. So there's a start, middle and end to the story of the songs as yeah. opposed to just the um, the song structure. There's always certain songs. My love is always going to be the trash metal scene. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Psychosis. Oh, yeah. But I mean, there's Bunch always... Great guys as well. They're we top with lads. Tom is, Tom's my yeah, G. I love that. I want to give yeah. him a special shout out because I got fucking whiplash. Diagnosed <laughs> as having whiplash after the Psychosis gig in Limerick. No, no, I'm fucking no serious, man. I had to... F- <laughs> I couldn't figure out what the fuck was wrong with me because, you know, you're just demented on alcohol and having the crack and everything, but like... Going fucking 90. That's like metal a, as fuck. A, a week later, I was still fucked. I couldn't move my neck or nothing else. So went into um, pretty good. I was going to say psychiatrist. Maybe maybe it should be a fucking psychiatrist <laughs> I need at this stage. But a physio and uh, the physio w- went through everything. And, and he goes, man, you've got fucking whiplash. And I'm there. Oh, for fuck's sake. He goes, what happened to you? <laughs> And I goes, meh, psychosis in, in Limerick. <laughs> and he just looked at me and he goes, dude, you're 52. For fuck's sake. Like. <laughs> but yeah, I, but that's metal as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it probably is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that's what I was getting to is a lot of a lot of my favorite bands back in the 80s and 90s, a lot of the great trash metal bands, they would have had spoken words. They would have had yeah. fucking sirens. They would have had all these things coming in to break up the monotony of some of the riffs in some of the songs. Hmm. Like even looking at the social apocalypse there, you had four songs on Bandcamp, but five on the CD. Even the Throne of the Fallen King, which I am going to play, it that starts off with sirens. And yeah. Yeah. if you're looking at the title, and maybe we'll talk about this, is the fact that the throne of the fallen king, you would imagine, is this epic fantasy song with lyrics. <laughs> and suddenly you're with Cerns, and I'm thinking King of New York or Christopher Walken or something like that. You know? <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah the, I'm going to play it. I'm going to play that song, right? I'm going to play a clip yeah. of the song, and then that'll give you plenty of time to tell me about how, the, how it came together and a few other things, okay?
Okay, that's over tea. <laughs> well, the funny story about how that song came into being. Uh, that's oh, one of the fewer songs uh, that myself and Nathan didn't write a lot of lyrics to. So that was Shapes, our drummer. He was oh, cool. working in a community center, I think, on his work experience or uh, something like that. Learning Hub, I think it was. And he found... Uh, I think it was like a sheet of music from Alivo that had primary school Christianity book. Uh, and you just start rewriting each line to be <laughs> a more metal version of what it said. Showed us, we were like, that's pretty badass. So we took an Alivo song, turned it more metal, and then tried to bring in the ideas that Shakes had for it. So myself and Aiden rewrote a few of the lyrics and added that uh, section just after the solo, the fire burnt the sky, and kind of warped it to be about how industrialization is destroying the world and, you know, uh, scorching the uh, skies. So, <clears throat> yeah, it started with a children's nursery rhyme or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, funny thing is, though, with... Uh, with that song though uh, the solo is actually a dual solo yeah. so the first half is Ocean the second half is Dermot ah that's great to hear man it's, and it's it's, I, it's, it's, wild, it's one like... of those it's one of those things where like fucking Thin Lizzy did it yeah. why the fuck can't we do it yeah absolutely, absolutely. And, uh, I mean that was always the idea behind getting Dermot as well like uh, Dermot is he barely even likes metal he likes his classics <laughs> yeah. like he likes Black Sabbath uh, Metallica but that's about as heavy as he gets when it comes to metal he's big in his classic rock and blues um, blues I was going to say yeah. blues yeah oh yeah I know the one it's uh, the constant grade there's a bit of blues going in oh, there oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> so I asked him to join the band because I didn't want just another metal guitarist uh wanted somebody who could bring something a bit more fresh and different yeah and give a critical perspective on metal and david he like he I does do it. a lot <laughs> of the solos but very often we feel a song and we're like no this is a david solo song or yeah. i'll do a solo then you do a solo then i'll do a solo you do a solo <laughs> Let's talk about the recording process of it. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Live tracking sets off flags for me, oh, red flags for me straight away. Man. Uh, I don't know. Was that inexperience? Was it down to budget constraints or what? Yeah, or was no, it, it, was, it, was ju- it was just us being fucking stupid. Okay. okay. <clears throat> so we wanted to kind of capture, like we've always been told from the start, we're an insane live band. We wanted to capture that uh, live energy, yet somehow make it accessible. So we figured live track. Um, now, now, let me pause it there, Ocean. <laughs> How many members of ye had ever done live tracking before? One. One. Me. Yeah. Okay. One. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Funnily enough, I was the one member of the band who was saying, yeah, let's not. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I got I voted four to one on that. Although funnily enough, all the vocals ended up being recorded to a click track that was set to all of the uh, instrumentals. Oh Jesus! Well, right. okay. and I just recovered yeah. from COVID uh, as we were doing it as well. Yeah, so. and uh, I still had a fucking nasty sinus infection when we were doing the original live tracking. So like, I think it was a month or two later. 
I yeah. went in and did all of the vocal tracking. Oh, man. And especially for a vocalist, was that your first proper effort at being in a studio, Nate? Yeah, yeah. It's, so um, it was intimidating enough for you. You'd probably be overthinking a lot of stuff. How was Joey in relation to that, working with you as a vocalist, maybe? Oh, man, Joey, Joey was absolutely fantastic. Like any time... It was Joy with Open Door. That's, that's yeah. Open yeah. Door Studios. Which, yeah. unfortunately, they, he's now gone, which is a massive, massive fucking loss to Limerick. Yeah, and us especially, we we no longer have a, a I didn't know solid that. practice space. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Joy, he, yeah. He blows up there at Christmas time, which is, a, he, as Nathan said, a huge loss in the city. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, a real pain. But, um, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, it's... Um, I don't think I found it intimidating. Like music is always something I've wanted to do. It's always okay. like, as long as I can remember, it's always something I've enjoyed. And it, for me, I was just like, fuck yeah, I'm finally getting to, you know, finally getting the opportunity and finally have a band that I'm able to do it with. Okay. Because like, oh God, like I've been in and out of bands since I was 14, uh-huh. 15 and never gone anywhere it's always been unreliable people and then war of attrition happened i'm like oh my god this is finally fucking happening yeah it's like what yeah about 12 yeah 12 13 years of trying and failing while living in the midlands and then soon as we get to limerick and get something going boom COVID. and i guess at the same time whilst it was nathan's first time doing a proper studio recording he had plenty of practice in that both myself and shapes would have uh, studied music tech in college so yeah. we'd be doing a lot of bedroom tracking okay. um but approaching it with the limited gear we had as if it were a proper tracking session so wasn't his first time behind a vocal boot so to speak yeah. Well, yeah, that definitely would have helped. Yeah. Where did you encounter the problems um, with the live track in Ocean? <laughs> not to name names, but a certain drummer uh, could not <laughs> keep tempo uh, because he was drinking way too much Monster. <laughs> yeah, now, fucking, oh man. <laughs> uh, but, I, I mean, it gave the energy that the recording has. Um, it did also mean that our hands were about to fall off at the end of every day. And, you know, just meant that, you know, everything was pushed about 10 to 20 BPM, which is how we do it live. So in fairness, you can't blame him too much, but Shapes has so much energy, particularly behind the drum kit. He can go for hours and hours and hours without burning out. Um, The rest of us, not so much. Mm. <laughs> so that did cause a lot of problems. And I guess, like, I've spent years just tracking my own instrumental guitar stuff and whatnot. So I'd be very used to playing to a click. Um, and, you know, live, you'd very often, it's like little fuck ups that everybody makes. I mean, yeah. I've seen Metallica screw up uh, a little bit in Master of Puppets, the song they've been playing for 30 plus years. It, it's to be expected. But when you're recording that and you hit one little bump in the road, it's like, right, start again from the yeah, top, yeah. guys. So okay. I, think, yeah. I think the main issue just became fatigue. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but it was a learning experience. I think that 
we did get a nice balance between um, accessible and raw. Uh, we learned a lot of lessons by doing it. So we're... I was just going to say it, man. Like, you know, for a first EP, what she went through, man, <laughs> it might have been a ball of shit, like, but the end product certainly fucking holds its own. And, you know, the experience, the savvy you got out of it. All of you, including shapes. Um, yeah. Oh, we, we learned a hell of a lot. You did, yeah, of course. Yeah. Like, I mean, as you were alluding to that, you have a few more tracks. Oh, uh, down. a lot. Oh, yeah, have we, you? Okay, we, so we, is there, we, is we, is we, there we, an album on the horizon? Yeah, we've half our album written and we have three or four songs that are like lyrics are written, the riffs are written. We're just trying to tighten up. Um, but we've got about 12 or 13 tracks now in oh, total. Oh, that's just great um, news. We're just, hopefully this year, if we can get the funds together, we'll be tracking the album and we're doing proper production job on it, you know, yeah. to the click. Uh, we're taking either Kieran Cohan here in Limerick or um, JSR up in Belfast. And I've worked with Josh uh, before on the uh, Isari project. Ah, uh, there you go, man. Yeah. So like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. Probably, like, I love Josh as well, but maybe Josh would make you sound too polished. Um, I think Kieran would probably be a better choice, more local. Yeah. You know, I mean, Josh could be easily the third or fourth, you know, when you're hitting America and shit like that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm going to play Bad Personality Disorder. I fucking love this track. Um, <laughs> and move. Bit of a bad favourite. <laughs>
I'm a sucker for good lead work, but yeah. <laughs> I can get in the vocals as well. Like I have a roughly a minute, minute and a quarter to get all this stuff in. So that's yeah. a great fucking track. Is that signify what's coming down the line with she or again are you yeah that was a bit of a stepping stone song so that song was actually never meant to be on the ep that's officially the bonus track okay um, but it's on the cd and- i presume yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. it'll be on the cd um, which i will be purchasing go on oh fantastic excellent yeah, yeah. um but yeah, don't let, don't was, let me stop a good story there, Ocean. Yeah. Go on. No, that was very much the stepping stone track. So we never wanted the album to sound like the EP, and there will not be any of the same tracks featured on the album. Okay, good. Um, but yeah, that was kind of pushing towards a slightly uh, almost trashier direction. Mm. And then... We start writing the album, and the album's the album's borderline proggy, and it's a it's lot a of nuts. like you know, there's at least four to five people in the band who probably have undiagnosed ADHD, so we can't really stick with a group for too long. We're always looking to switch up, and we have such a hard time writing songs that are shorter than five minutes. And yeah, I think that's the challenge, isn't it? Or I just want us to do a three-minute song. (laughs) Well, join a punk band then. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I think four or five of our tracks on the album are pushing six minutes. Uh, There's one that's eight and a half, nine minutes long. (laughs) Yeah, see, uh, you're that type of band. Like, I was just looking even in relation to the the amount of bands that you played over the last year, like Psychosis, Fury, Unmaker, Soothsayer, Black Shock, Words That Born, Rest of Nation, Organ Blender, just to say... A shout out to all those bands are fucking absolutely amazing. Oh, oh fuck. Um, it, we're so lucky to have been able to play with yeah. them. But you yeah. are that type of band that, that can actually jump in on all those. It says a lot about maybe your style, the fact that obviously those bands actually trust G as well to pr- bring a serious heft to the crowd. But like my question T is with all those diverse bands, would would you take in anything from playing with them? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Every okay. single band we've ever played with, every band I've ever watched, I'll watch their entire set. I see what they're doing. I'm like, okay, how can I implement this? Good. Like Good. every yeah. single gig we go to, every gig we play, it's a learning experience. I think everybody should approach every gig they go to, especially like yeah. if, if you're in I a love band. love that attitude, Nathan. Love it. Yeah, you have to, because yeah. otherwise... Because you like, you're looking at the competition. You're looking at it, what's ahead of you. These lads are around, a lot of these bands are around for a long time and exactly they have a stage craft that if you're watching it, you can pick up little, little things, you know? Yeah, like fucking, um, the, like so far, my favorite and not even just my, the one that the performance that blew my mind uh, was Suits Air. Oh, uh, Suits Air in the, in the Casbah and Limerick. Fucking hell. They were yeah. absolutely phenomenal. I travelled up to Belfast to see them, man, and they I were don't blame fucking you. <laughs> phenomenal that that night as well. Amazing, yeah. Well, like, we've they, played with so many fucking amazing bands over the last year or so. Yeah. Uh, but Suits Air did something very special. Uh, like their, it wasn't even their sound; it was their conduction, their performance, like that sort of atmospheric black metal. It's not. Normally my cup of tea, but those it guys wouldn't be mine blew either. me away. 
It wouldn't oh, be mine they, either. But their stage performance is just insane. It is. It's yeah. fucking brilliant. But like fucking uh, like even like uh, we were main headline for Unmaker uh, doing their I think it was their EP or one of their yeah track their launches. EP launch yeah, yeah. and like they Top fucking lads. blew it away as well like they're f- so fucking sound yeah, yeah that was our first time meeting Unmaker and their how they sound uh, how they perform and lads themselves are fucking legends and uh, like fucking class boys like see I look boys. I look at Unmaker. I look at G, I look at Fournot, I look at Organ Blender. You will be, in my eyes and, and for the listeners as well, you're kind of the new phase of Irish metal scene. I don't know, would you be aware of that or not? Or do you even fucking bother <laughs> even thinking about that? But to I, me, you are like, and it's fucking I'm, fantastic what's coming through. No, that's yeah. very flattering. <laughs> Thank no, it you very is. Much. Like, and, and it's, <laughs> it's genuine because, I mean, I've, I've fucking been around for years, literally at this stage. And every, maybe every two years, there's a new set of bands that are coming up that are different, that are diverse. Old school metalers love painting bands into a fucking picture that we can say, oh, they're a trash band and they're this and they're that. Yeah. We can't do that anymore. And that's a great uh, fucking thing. Like, we, we've actually... We, we have no idea what the fuck we are. Every and long may like, that actually, continue, We're a melodic death metal trash. Like, I oh. laughed when I saw you were labelled as a trash band. You're far from it. No. You're doing... There's influences, for sure, but... Yeah, there is influences there, but yeah. you're far from it. Like, there's too much going on. And I want to play one more song. Because, like, <laughs> I, I, I was determined to get three songs into this fucking podcast. And this song is my favourite of the EP, even though a lot of people that don't know you will be surprised to hear this and you know it's the constant great it's a fucking oh, it's, I knew it was going to be that one it's, a, it's an incredible <laughs> song lads so maybe we can talk about that after after it's played yeah sure another in the streets he called home but the newsman decided nobody should know if he was a rich boy they'd remember his name But they left him to fade in the constant way And the people will eat up the lies that they're sold The misinformation they butter for gold Manipulate the masses to do what they're told What am I to believe when I know we're alone? Oh, the piece of fuck is the thing I want and the time they tell us Oh, there you uh, go. Uh, <laughs> was that like 
two songs or was it one song or um that was a bob dylan song believe it or not <laughs> what yeah um that song is actually if you follow the vocal melody and the chord progression it's actually the bob dylan's times are changing wow so guns yeah. and roses did it with maggie's farm and ward of attrition did it with the constant gray <laughs> yeah it's uh it doesn't spoil it for me ocean yeah. for fuck's sake why did you tell me that <laughs> uh, no, it's uh that that song we is, draw our um, influences from Everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah, I was I was hearing Lizzie in it. I was hearing blues in it. <laughs> oh, plenty um, of that as well, but yeah. um yeah, yeah, like, Bob Dylan. <laughs> it's a great tribute to you to put that in in an EP of four songs that is certainly different from the other three. And yeah. long may you continue to do that because shit like that will just catch a fan. Well, we somebody. were worried about that song. We were like, yeah, quite. So I strongly encourage it because every album should have one song that will just, you know, test the audience. I think myself, that's personally. Yeah, well, uh, that's normal. Uh, that's one of our two closer songs. And we were stunned with the reaction from that song. So, you know, we got it right and we hope we keep getting it right with those uh, strange left field <laughs> yeah. experimental ideas. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you, you only have to look at Four Not as well. They're another mm. band that are doing doing stuff like that. They'll be black metal, they'll be death metal, and then they'll put in a beautiful acoustic piece just because they can. Yeah, they're, why not? Yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> they're confident enough. Do our music, do whatever the fuck yeah, we want with can. it. <laughs> and and uh, I think that's in your band. I'd strongly encourage you to keep that for the next uh, release. Ju- just wait till the album, like... Um... We have a song that we play live called I Am Devastation, and it's, there's like, what, 44 individual parts, Ocean, I think it is? Yeah, there's like 44 diff- unique guitar riffs in that song. Jesus. Um, like You're in Dark up, Angel territory there, lads. Yeah, it, there's one like... section that goes from grindcore straight into power <laughs> metal. Um, <laughs> just, yeah, it's uh, we we don't make things easy for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like uh, even like when we first played, was it BPD that I passed yeah. out when we were first doing it? Yeah. <laughs> mm, <wow. laughs> like um, yeah, like it's like we so, always try to push ourselves. Like we always like you know, it's I'm not happy with being good. I want to be the best. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and vocally, Nate, for gigs now, especially um, your vocal style, there's every chance you could blow out after maybe four or five songs, the way you deliver ah, those. No, see, have, uh, you, have you there's got... a trick to that. Okay, there you go. Practice so maybe... for four or five hours every time you're doing band practice and eventually it'll just go away. Okay, good, good, good. Yeah, so you have, like, um, you have learned every... your lessons, we'd say, earlier on. Well, it, it's, it's more just like... I've been practicing doing harsh vocals since it was like, I'd say 17, 18. And uh, like I'm 28 now. So it's 10 years of practicing, 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 practicing. Mm. And uh, we have certain songs that really, really um, test how much I can do my vocals. And so like uh, we, we don't design our set around when we're playing live, how I do my vocals, but like, I've learned to master, like, I I started taking vocal lessons to make sure that I yeah. didn't have that happen. Good. Because, you know, there's nothing worse than, like, you know, like, if people are paying in to see us, 
I don't want to fuck that up for someone, you know, yeah. fucking they're paying to see me. They're yeah. paying to see us. And it's, you know, you practice all practice. <clears throat> Once you practice, get your technique down, get your breathing mm -hmm. correct. Breathing is the most fucking important thing. You breathe. If your breathing's fucked, you're not going to be able to do shit. Oh, you're ticking all the right boxes, lads. So what's your general view on the Irish scene at the moment? Where do you think it's fucking booming? It's beautiful. It's yeah. brilliant. I so love where do you it. Think, where do you think it can improve? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't think I can say anything without getting in trouble here. <laughs> yeah. know, Listen, I, I you're think... amongst friends. Come on, come on. No, come I on. think a huge area that we can improve with is just organization. Like, okay. uh, I mean, we are we're, we're really well there. organized, but, we're getting there, but, you know, it's just, um, I think the main difference is not necessarily a musical skill level, but, you know, you look at, say, the bigger Irish bands, likes of Words to Burn, um, they, you know, they commit so hard. Like, uh, I think their new album was produced by the guys who did Lorna Shore's new album. Yeah, They've got the Ethan. highest end of artwork. You know, there's financial commitments, there's time commitments. These guys are top-tier professionals. And, you know, there's a lot we can learn from that. And, you know, it's all just learning process or organization or... PR or like, you know, we well, kind of let uh, like, a lot well, of stuff come to us, uh, whereas we could push ourselves harder. Yeah. And I suppose like uh, that uh, we're trying now with our uh, CD launch coming up next month. We're like, right now's the time. This year is the year that we push ourselves out there rather than just being lucky enough to let the stuff come to us. Okay. Yeah, sure. Like we still have to break into Cork and Belfast. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, it's funny enough. We thought Dublin was going to be the hard one to get into, but Dublin is like, it's, we played the most gigs in Dublin, funnily enough. Yeah, more you Dublin did. More Dublin than Limerick, like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, but uh, getting into Cork is proving to be a little bit of a pain. Uh, yeah, just with... There's a reason why, because there's a, a very limited amount of gigs on in Cork. Yeah, that, that's, that's it. Like, there, there's also a lot of really good bands in Cork as well. And then mm. in Belfast, we're just like, shit, who do we actually get yeah. in contact with up there? Ah, yeah, sure. There's, well, like, there's Jake from Elder Jude straight yeah. away. There's, yeah. what, sure, like, James uh, Love, we the know. Distortion yeah. Project. So, you, you know, there's... And... Yeah, we know the lads in Raven White as well. And um, uh, Acid Age as well. Yeah. Jude. Acid I love Jude. Age. Jesus, did you see Acid Age at the Siege? At the Siege? No. No, um, my apologies. Oh, they weren't uh, at the they're... Siege. It was at Psychosis. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, no. Uh, Evil, yeah, Evil. Uh, unfortunately, it. I wasn't able to fucking go to it. Yeah, no, oh, I saw them uh, there. And like uh, myself and Nathan went up to see them in Belfast there, what a year or so ago. I think it was not twenty twenty one lockdowns lift. Uh, yeah, that would have been my first time seeing them live. Yeah, incredible. I, I was going up for Crossfire, as an age blew me away. Yeah. <laughs> Ocean, maybe just talk about. I suppose you can't really talk for the rest, lads. So just yeah. give us an idea of your setup um, for studio and for playing live in relation to your guitars and Okay, well, pedals. live I would play, I'm currently playing through an Orange Steel Terror and okay. a Marshall 4x12. Uh, in studio, 
I will either, if I can, uh, use a 5150. Uh, I will um, always like track my demos with an amp symbols and EVH 5150 and uh, Maxon OD 808. Uh, it's a very standard, no bullshit metal guitar setup. It's used by like Trivium, Machine Head. Okay. Uh, you know, you, you can't go wrong. I don't like to do anything too mad with my tone for recording, but live my pedal setup is a bit all over the place because I use I use line <laughs> six uh, distortion pedal into a this is uh, a Harley Benton oh. lay into a vintage Korg A4 that I uh, inherited from my father. <laughs> he passed really? it on to me. Yeah. Uh, and then into a Harley Benton 808 clone. So it's a bit of a wax setup. My board is way too large, but I'm just kind of using what I have at the moment. And this year, like I already blew most of my music gear budget this year on my dual terror and Marshall cab. So I'm hoping we we make some good money off of the EP launch to well uh, <laughs> upgrade our gear further. But uh, like my the sound is just fairly standard metal sound with a few personal tweaks. Like I, I like pushing my mids rather than my lows because like we play a lot of standard tuning. Yeah. Um, we don't believe in drop tuning the shite out of our guitars. Or, or sorry, I don't believe in it. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> um, just as uh, Shapes doesn't believe in using double kick, we were kind of hard set in our ways, much to Nathan's dismay. Like, we'll play a few songs, drop D, but that's it. So <laughs> yeah. I push my mids, um, try to have a good crisp low end and not too uh, tinny on the high end. Yeah, let's just quickly acknowledge your rhythm section, actually. It's incredible. Oh, um, man. Keith, mm, Keith is Shapes. a phenomenal basis. Yeah, Shapes. exactly. Shapes, I love the man. He is a, a brilliant drummer, but my God, does he piss me off when he fucking goes 10 to 15, 20 BPM faster. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. It works, though. It, it, it like, really it, gives it, us the energy. Yeah, but it, 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 it works. Absolutely, yeah. yeah it yeah. works, but fucking hell, man. <laughs> he just needs to lay off the monster. That, uh... <laughs> there you go. There's a simple solution to every fucking but, thing. Uh, well, no, like, uh, we, we make sure he smokes a pitter before we go on every time to slow him down. I'm not even fucking joking on that. Phenomenal drummer. He doesn't need a double kick. That's why he doesn't play it. He doesn't need it. And yeah. Keith, I've no idea what that man does on bass. Like, uh, it's the only section that I've no idea what the tab is. I've, you, you don't even get involved. Like... It. I just know that whatever the fuck he's doing, he's sticking to shapes like Lou. And yeah, that's tight. what you need, isn't it? The pair yeah, of them, they bounce fucking, off of each other. The rhythm section is the backbone of any band. Yeah. Uh, well, that was obvious, Nate, yeah, when um, we were watching Ian the Siege. That was fucking yeah. obvious. And those yeah, two like, boys know what each other are doing at all times. So, yeah. So let's talk about the launch gig before we finish up. It's in the pharmacy. It's on April the fifteenth, and Unmaker and Aborted Earth. What a yeah, great! What a great that's going to be so fucking fun. I cannot wait. Yeah. 
Great like, choice. Um, two top tier bands. Fucking, Everybody's ears yeah. are going to be bleeding. <laughs> yeah, uh, like it, it's it's really funny because um, we we spent ages kind of like fuck. Who do we get to do support? And we're like, okay, Unmaker, we owe them a gig at the very least. Yeah. Plus, yeah. like you know, we're we're friends with them as well. Mm-hmm. But like, we had fucking Saint Slaughter reach out to us. Uh, Psychotic Outsider, um, Dara from Horrenda as well was at us for Horrenda, but unfortunately they can't do it due to reasons. Uh, But as a good second, a board at Earth. So you know what? That's fucking class. class, We've been good friends with a board at Earth and Unmaker, like they're some of the nicest fucking lads you'll meet Mm. and insane musicians uh, there are going to be a couple of fun surprises on the night we'll not say too much but we're going to go all out like we're doing free shots on the door and uh, throwing out t-shirts to the crowd competitions the uh, full shebang so we'll, we class. don't want to throw a gig we want to throw a party like hey. yeah, well, that, no but that's that's how that's how we feel it should be if you're doing it a fucking be, yeah. launch especially yeah. for an EP it's like nah fuck that we're not doing a gig we're having a party and everyone's going to have fun yeah, getting uh, videographers, uh, photographers, the whole shebang. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a bit of a night. There missed. is potentially going to be a guest band or two uh, hopping up for shorter sex. Um, Possibly, but, but we 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 we're not allowed. Yeah, we, yeah we're, we're not allowed not, to say. Uh, we're yeah. not allowed to say about <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. Man, that's, that's uh, great that you're thinking that way because you're right. It's a fucking celebration. An EP launch should be a celebration rather than a band just sh- coming up cold and playing, going through the motions. And that's yeah. this is Go our thing. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on, Actually, it's like, a fucking we're, we're, celebration. Sure, like uh, we're we're playing our entire set, like every single song that we've written. We're playing the entire. Who's doing set sound list. for you on the night, lads? Um, it's that's a, a good house question. Engineer, uh, Dermot, <laughs> I believe. Uh, his pharmacy is house engineer. He's okay. worked with us every time we've worked Great. with Pharma. Because you you need a good guy that you can trust yeah. for that, man. Oh yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure they have our uh, particular mix already saved yeah, on yeah, the mixing they, desk. Got our preset <laughs> saved, so. And let's just briefly talk about the merch. Uh, there was a lot of chatter on on social media about the white T-shirts that he brought out. Yeah, we didn't expect what's, people to like what's them going so on much. With that, man? Uh, I am an advocate for white t-shirts. No, the majority, ninety fucking percent, they're all black. Uh, <laughs> are all black. Yeah, but I changed over the last few years, so now there's a beautiful blend of white, yellow, red, and yeah. a few others like. Yeah, it's. Um... Nathan loves the yellow t-shirts. <laughs> I do, I do. I, I, have a, I have a lovely long sleeve uh, Signs of the Swarm uh, Oh, nice. Got I've got a grey stag and a Wu-Tang Clan, which would be probably oh, my favourite. Oh, yeah. Nice. Oh, actually, but, Wu-Tang this year. Fuck yes. Yeah. Can't wait. Now, yes, unfortunately, yes, yes. our white t-shirts, um, we won't be doing them at this particular gig, just our own financial constraints. And yes. Uh, the old design the horizon. we had, yeah, the old design that we had, uh, we have remade, but that was a test trial print. I think we printed eight of them. They sold out in twenty minutes at the siege. Yeah, all of them. All of them sold out straight away. Yeah, which um, was, was really weird. It was quite well, not weird, but it was just like, oh, okay. There's yeah. might be possible profit to be made from doing white prints. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we're definitely going to be doing white prints of our new design. We just need to figure out a way of inverting the colors without fucking up the design. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, that's more of the challenge you, of getting the design right on the And is that the EP cover? Is yeah, that's the EP already, cover. Yeah, yeah. We so, uploaded it there yeah. a couple of days ago. I, I think it should be basic enough. That's that's just yeah. simple Photoshop, actually. Big shout out to Dermot as well for designing that. Yeah. Oh man, his artwork is yeah, fucking it's, it's nuts. great to have somebody in the band that can do that for you again. It's it's the savings. Yeah, uh, yeah. go follow his Instagram if you like that stuff. At Jam on Toast McGee, uh, the boy is phenomenal, and he is looking to get into uh, doing commission work for and stuff like that. metal Brilliant. albums and whatnot. Um, he's probably the best artist I've ever met. I'm one probably the best guitarist I know as well. <laughs> He's such a good dude, Ocean, isn't he? Yeah. Hard to go all there. <laughs> uh, like it's, I don't know. I I don't know. Like uh, personally, like, I I just feel privileged to be in the band that I'm in with the people I'm in with. Yeah, it. Like, absolutely. I've, my best friend throughout the vast majority of my life is in it. I've got mates who I've known for ten plus years in it, and then we met Shapes. Yeah. And yeah. He's just the life of the party. Yeah. <sighs> Nate, you're only just starting out, boy. You're only just starting out. Hey. Now. Uh, it's, we're well, it is, just it's great. Like I mean, keep an eye out. We've a lot coming up. You, ha- you have you have an ever growing group of fans that you sure, are like you are converting through live gigs and. Well, we were thinking of starting a cult, so. Cults are ropey down Limerick Ocean. <laughs> I would say, I'd say, if you want to start the cult, man, maybe start in Dublin and work yeah, outwards. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, but then that would mean we'd have to spend even more time in Dublin, which is expensive as hell. Yeah, oh, of course absolutely. it is. I'm sure, you're only a fucking short drive from Limerick. Fuck's oh, sake, yeah. show some respect. Like, I mean, yeah. if, it, if you're down on Cork, it's far worse. <laughs> so that's uh, it, lads. I'm gonna yeah. give a shout out again. The launch party is the 15th of April. Do not miss yeah. it. Onmaker and Aborted Earth Aborted are going to be Earth. playing. There's going to be a few fucking, uh, few cool little things going on as well. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we, we're not in liberty. Pharmacia. Yeah. Pharmacia on the 15th of April. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we're not in liberty to discuss the uh, extra stuff, but uh, it's got to be cool. Free booze. It's, Comfort yeah. free booze. Yeah, it's got to be free shots. <laughs> You've been listening to Ocean and Nate from War of Attrition. Thanks again for coming on the show, lads. I appreciate that. Sam, for having us, Thank Richie. you very much for pleasure. having us, Richie. Yeah, and uh, best of luck with the EP launch. Get onto their Bandcamp page, people. Buy the CD. I'm going to be certainly buying it. It's great that they have a physical copy. Check out the rest of their merch on Bandcamp. And this is a Check band. Check out their website, warofattrition.ie. Yes, they're paying for the fucking website. There's not many Irish bands that have proper websites and they update it regularly with blogs as well. Uh, so, War of Attrition, they're on the way up, people. And uh, give them the love. That's all they need. Okay, so. Thank you very much, Richie. So I always end the show. Uh, it's very important. And the lads will agree as well. Support your fucking local metal scene. Fucking only way to do it, man.